Welcome. Welcome. It's time. We're both back in the studio this time. We're both here. Isn't that right, Finn? Yep. Yeah, there he is. God, I miss that voice coming through my headphones. It's like I'm home. Welcome back. Welcome back to uh, Good Bad More. Good Bad More Sports. Your daily, your weekly dose, (laughs) not daily yet. Uh, your weekly dose of fantasy football, football knowledge, football in general knowledge, football, just everything football, everything football, everything good news, sports, bad more. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. What week is it, Finn? It's it was just week thirteen. It's now week fourteen. Ugh, where did all oh, the time, where did all the time go? Oh, time flies when That's you're crazy. having when you're having fantasy fun. Yep. Nothing really makes the time fly like gambling. Am oh I right? Oh, my God. <laughs> gambling just really gets my blood flowing. <laughs> Nothing gets the blood pumping like gambling. Mm-mm-mm. Boy, I am Anth. This week, ugh, I don't know about you, but this, like, hell week leading into finals, I am drained. I am pooped. And I am so thankful that I'm in the studio now where I can just kind of let it all go because I have a lot of aggression and anger built up inside of me because, boy, this week 13 did not do me good. I did okay. <laughs> That's great. I'm glad to hear that. I'm second place in in my uh, in my fantasy. You didn't beat Seth. No, I did not. So I thought I was confident that I was going to beat beat Seth in our Chapman League. But and but you didn't. And so <laughs> I'm still second. And Seth is still first. Has like the least points against. And <sighs> it is first. Whatever. It's fine. It's just just how it goes. You know. Yeah. If you can score 90 every week and get lucky, then you'll be first. Yep. He didn't. I mean, he doesn't score ninety. Well, you know, it's he doesn't score my one hundred and fifty. It's, it's double week. flex. It's double flex. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, uh, week thirteen was crazy. Did you watch a lot of football, Finn? I was watching it with you. I feel like for most of it, we watched a lot of football. I remember waking up and I just had a big smile on my face. I knew week thirteen was going to be great. We had a lot of high flying action, and I said last week on the show that week twelve was actually one of the most high-scoring weeks of the year, and then I was outdone by Week 13 with big boy performances from A.J. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, Devontae Adams with a 33, Tony Pollard with a 24, Tyler Lockett, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, DeAndre Swift, and CMC all absolutely exploded all over your face. Yeah, I'm looking at the scores right now. It was a high-scoring, highfalutin week. I know. It was great. I... I, it, I it, those weeks, even though I didn't win, I lost by two because Leonard Fournette. But even that week, it was just, I, I think it was probably the best, most exhilarating football week in recent memory. If you take fantasy out of the equation, I think it was probably one of the best weeks. Yeah, it was some, some really, really good matchups. I mean, yeah. like, God. Came down to the wire. The Chargers-Cardinals game was decided by one point. I, was it the, no, it was the Chargers, um, it wasn't the Cardinals. No, oh, no, I'm, Chargers, on week, I'm on week I'm on week 12, right. sorry. Chargers Raiders also came down to the wire on a last-minute drive. They just couldn't get it done. Yep. The Seahawks Rams? Ravens. Oh, yeah. Ravens uh, had a crazy comeback drive orchestrated by Tyler Huntley. We love Tyler Huntley. To send the Broncos to 3-9. and nine. We love <laughs> to see it. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks had a game-winning touchdown drive from Geno. Touchdown pass to DK Metcalf covered yeah. by Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey was was not having a good game. DK was just clowning him the entire game. That was shockingly a good game, and it was I, we watched the whole thing. It was really fun to watch, honestly. Yeah, the Tyler Cowboys Lockett. Cowboys f- obliterated the Colts as well. Simply flounced. That's like their third. 
big blowout in a row. They've just skyrocketed in terms of the offensive production. And I feel like I'm so I'm looking at the score right now. So first three quarters, they had three touchdowns. And right. then fourth quarter, all of a sudden they exploded for thirty three points in the fourth. Jesus Christ. Which has gotta be some sort of record. I don't know. That's a new record probably. I feel like they're every year there's a game where the Cowboys score fifty four, like fifty something points. And then, like, they don't do yeah. anything in the postseason. No, it's – well, usually it's just because, like, pe- teams get, like, really, really tired. And the Cowboys have a lot of high motor. They've got a good depth to their team. They have a lot of interchangeable linemen. And, of course, Micah Parsons can just play forever and ever. So it's no surprise that they are able to pounce. You know, that happened during the Vikings game as well on Thanksgiving. But it was a good, it was a good week for everybody unless – you had Kenneth Walker or David Montgomery or even maybe Jalen Waddle. Or if he started Deshaun Watson. Or if he started, yeah, Deshaun Epstein, as he's now known. As, yeah, or any Broncos player. <laughs> just just stop. Just don't play Broncos players just anymore. Don't, yeah, unless it's Greg Dolchich because every other pass catcher is, is dead. Right. Dead and gone in the ground. It's, they've got it passed to somebody. Yeah. Well, the in terms of the NFL landscape, the whole thing has been shaken up now. We've got the NFC North. Nothing's really set in stone anymore. Uh, Commanders. Hello. That's my bad. (laughs) Commanders. Commanders and Lions. Two games behind your Seahawks. Well, actually, Commanders are a tie away from your Seahawks. And the Lions are two games behind. So, kid, buckle up, buckaroo. Two games is a lot more than it sounds. With with three weeks left to play? In the regular season? Yeah. Uh, I think it's f- like five. Five, yes. Like five weeks left. Five weeks to play. Well, that's hold right. on. I mean, we'll, we're just going to have to see. We're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. I mean, that's betting that the Seahawks lose most of the games and the Lions win most of the games. Right. So We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, we had a game tonight, too. Rams took on the Raiders over in Las Vegas. It's um, the Baker Mayfield <laughs> revenge game that we've been waiting on for two years, it feels like. Revenge against who? <laughs> The world, <laughs> everyone who doubted him. Just a bitter man playing football. And it worked, I guess. Uh, like, he, yeah, I mean. Fucking, yeah, he played football. He played football. He yeah. won that game. Yes, he, he sure did. Um, Just two sorry football teams. Yeah, really disappointing football teams. Uh, you're happy to see uh, the Rams winning, though, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. We're still going to get a Couldn't good Couldn't be the Broncos. Thing. Yeah, well, no. Broncos are going to beat them. Maybe. Maybe if Baker keeps playing like this. Yeah. He's looking hot. Yeah, Baker's Baker's looking better than Russell Wilson. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, big games this week. I'd say probably the biggest in terms of NFC implication and also fantasy implication is going to be the, light, the, the Vikings and the Lions playing this Sunday. There are a lot of storylines you can follow here. We got Dalvin Cook, who exploded against the Lions last time. Amon Ross St. Brown. And I'm predicting, I'm thinking a revenge game for TJ Hawkinson. What do you say? I think TJ gets a touchdown probably. At least. I think that Dalvin Cook is a really good game. Uh, Justin Jefferson, it's always hard to predict with Justin Jefferson. Yeah, especially with Akuda Island. Akuda Island, but also like Sauce Gardner is the best cornerback cornerback in the NFL, according to PFF, and he didn't lock up Justin Jefferson. That's true. You know, like, Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in the NFL, so you can't ever yeah. count him out. I mean, maybe Devontae Adams, but, like, like, just, 
I don't know if you can Devontae Adams is amazing. Yeah, he's really good. But Justin Jefferson is just magical. Like yeah. <laughs> like just watching him play is like you're you're watching like like history. Like you're watching like this is the the most receiving yards okay. a wide receiver has had in the first three seasons. Yeah. It's he's he's a talented young buck. I want to see him I want to see him perform a little longer too. Yeah. I want to see him get traded, honestly. I would love because because you don't like the Vikings. Yeah, that. But I I don't know. I want to see if he's good on any other team. But he could just be another a new Devonte Adams, just terrorizing yeah. the NFC forever. Um, other big games this week. We got the Giants and Eagles. I'm looking for AJ Brown and Devonta Smith continuing their their running and gunning hot streak. Jalen Hurts as well. San Francisco against the Bucks. I think CMC is probably the only sure bet there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Bucks are just ugh. CMC. I would start George Kittle too. I would start George Kittle as well, just because like tight ends, it's just barren. Yeah. Um, Bucks. We'll get into our starts and sits. We can get into our starts later. and sits later. I have some for the Bucks. But. Yeah, and then finally another game that I'm looking at: Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler go and take on the Dolphins. Looking, they're hungry for a victory. Both of these teams. Um, it's gonna be good if Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler can hold on to the fucking ball and not fumble it away. Losing me four points, which I could have used to win, yeah, this last week. But it's okay. It's it's fine. It's fine. That's how the cookie crumbles. <sighs> yeah. You want to do starts and sits? You want to go into it, or uh, you want to do the special segment? No, 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 special segments coming to the. To it's going to be on the end because it's going to. Okay. I wanted to take up a majority of our time because it's got a lot of timelines. But okay, yeah, let's let's do starts and sits. You want to go first? Let's just get into it, huh? All right. Good Bad More presents this week's fantasy picks. It's not a real segment unless we, unless we do the, the introductory yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the only segment we have an introductory thing for. I know. I did a dropping block one. Yeah, and it's it just hasn't showed up on here. <laughs> it's disappeared. Maybe it's maybe it's for the better. Um maybe. You weren't here last week. Yeah. That means I had to take it under my wing. And I'll just I'll I'll rattle them all off the the ones you got right and wrong. Yeah, I'll just rattle all my starts and sits for last week. I'll, I'll take like a minute. Start. I said start Leonard Fournette, Pat Fryermuth, Dalton Schultz, and David Njoku. Leonard finished well above his eight points projected. Excuse me, with a eleven point one performance. He's more of a pass catching back. Pat Fryermuth met his like he met his projection. He was around nine point eight. He he finished with a solid solid nine point one. Dalton Schultz was two for six targets, just an abysmal four point one. And David Njoku four point game also. Like, like he just, I don't know, he was just a non factor. I think it was the run was just like all the oh scoring. Oh my god, yeah, they 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 pounced them on the run. And even even CD Lamb didn't really get in the action either. He got a lot of targets as he usually does, but yeah, it was mostly Tony Pollard and Zeke show. Yeah, just wasn't really able to produce. Anyways, uh, David Njoku did not play. My sits, I'm a little bit more proud of. I said sit Mike Evans. Michael Pittman, Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, Jawan Johnson, and Jawan Johnson, and Jalen Waddle. Wow. Well, you predicted the Aaron Jones injury. I did. I knew it was coming. And AJ Dillon had a huge game. Yes. He had a fantastic game. Mike Evans, I'll just go from the top of the list. Mike Evans, 7.9 points, nothing special. And he didn't even get targeted until late into the second quarter, but it was too late by then. Michael Pittman sucked with a 2.6 performance, and I'll take that. Thank you very much. Aaron Jones, only 7.5, completely outshone by A.J. Dillon. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, 11.8, finished well below his projected 18. Juwan Johnson, didn't play. Oh. And the one I'm... I don't know if we count that. (laughs) We'll take that. And the one that I'm most proud of is Jalen Waddell. What do you get? 
1.4 points. Wow. So was he injured? Nope. Damn. He was completely normal, and I just, I just kind of, I was on fire. I can, I caught lightning in a bottle. But that's crazy. Yeah, I was pretty proud of myself. I think with Mike Evans, the issue is Godwin just seems to be a vacuum. He just seems to be a target vacuum. He's really good. And Tom Brady just loves to throw it to Godwin. Yeah, I mean Godwin kind of—he really only looked like the the only competent football player. Yeah, on Rashad field. White, I would say is pretty up. good. Shut up! Um, Don't say that name in the studio. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's it's crazy. I think Godwin is in the top ten for targets. This, on the year for wide receivers. Even he, being injured. Right? Even being injured for like three games to start the year. He's in top 10 for targets. He is a vacuum. He's Yeah, and as the offense improves, which it might, um, I never count out Tom Brady. Uh, you know, they've played a little bit better the past couple games. As the offense improves, so does Godwin's uh, ceiling. Yeah. His floor is pretty high. You know, he's getting 10-plus targets a week. Yeah, he's the only really— ceiling is going to go up, too. Him and Rashad White, unfortunately, Rashad White, are the only really, like, sustainable yeah. players, I'd say. Um, God, you just got to hope that they step up. I think I think they might. Yeah. There's a there's a better chance than not. But, you know, if you have Mike Evans— They've I, already stepped it up a little bit, I will say. <sighs> it's like baby steps. Baby steps. But anyways, um, enough talking about my starts and sits. Finn, why don't you start us off this week with your starts? Sure. So I have three starts. Two of them are kind of the same. Um, one of—I'll uh, start with the two. It's Zeke and Tony Pollard. <laughs> they are playing— the Texans. Against the Texans. And if you're a running back and you're playing against the Texans, it's a dream. Uh, they've both been going crazy recently. You know, Tony Pollard has that pass-catching role. He's been getting a lot of production out of that, and he's also very efficient. Um, so you're going to get a very stable floor with him. And mm-hmm. then Zeke has been just getting a lot of touchdowns. So against the Texans, by far the worst team in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Far and away. Far and away the worst team in the NFL. Not a really bad pass defense but they do have a horrible run defense Mm -hmm. and you can confidently start both of them yeah i'd say so fire them up my second start is there's lots of buy action this week the falcons packers saints bears colts commanders yikes and if you have a justin fields or aaron Rodgers or marcus Mariota, maybe you need a backup quarterback Tyler Huntley, I think, is a good start this week. Uh, He's going to fit in pretty well to the Ravens' system. We've seen it before. When Tyler Huntley fills in for Lamar Jackson, he produces pretty well. He can rush. He can throw. He had a good touchdown drive last week. Yeah, he's like Lamar Jackson light. Basically, and you will take that. Yeah, any day. You will take that. Any day. And the Steelers aren't particularly good on defense. They're kind of below average, I would say. Yeah. I think you can confidently start. Tyler Huntley as your fill-in quarterback. Yeah, that could be a sneaky high-scoring game. Could I'd be. Say. It could be, and Tyler Huntley would definitely benefit from that. Yeah. So that's my other start. I'd say for the bye week, Tyler Huntley is a great fill-in quarterback. Is that it? Those are my three. Wait, wait, wait. You had Tony Pollard, Tyler Huntley, and Zeke. Oh, right, 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 because yeah. you said both. All right, then. Uh, my starts of the week. I'm going to say start Hollywood Brown. New England secondary is formidable, um, and I think that I think DeAndre Hopkins will have a pretty good like a pretty good challenge this week. He'll be great, but I think that I'm just I've just always loved seeing the number one get covered and then the number two 
flourish. So you see that with the Bengals too, right? It's like T. Higgins, your Gabe Davis matchups. You you love it. I think Hollywood Brown, especially as a field stretcher, will be. If Kyler if Kyler Murray has time, I think he'll be throwing downfield to Hollywood. Second start, it's, it's two and one. My second start is Devin Devin Singletary or James Cook. Um, whichever one has the hot hand, honestly, I like the Bills backfield against the Jets and obviously number one graded PFF cornerback Sauce Gardner will be on Stefan Diggs. And while I don't think it will have like a major effect on him, but I just think that the Vikings were able to run all over the Jets with Dalvin and Alexander Madison. And I think that if they're able to make it into the red zone, I I can I can foresee them using and relying a little bit more on Devin Singletary and James Cook just for those scoring opportunities. So whichever one gets gets hot, I think that they're probably both worth a start if they're on bye. Um, they're a little bit riskier, but I think that the likelihood of them exploding, one of them exploding, is is pretty high. And then finally, Jared Goff. I love me some Jared Goff. He's hot. He's sexy. He's ready to throw downfield with Jameson Williams. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. Uh, regardless if Jameson Williams plays or not, the Lions have kind of figured it out uh, with this run-and-gun offense with DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, and then Amon Ross stretching the field. Um, look for a lot of completions, a lot of yards after catch, a lot, a lot, a lot of yards after catch, and it's just a fantasy dream. I just want Jared against the Vikings this week. I think he's going to be producing. How's that sound? Yeah. You will like it? Yeah. Yeah, I like it too. Sits, you want to start us off? Yeah. Uh, my first is going to be Rashad White and Leonard Fournette. Hey! So going on the theme of starting Tony Pollard and Zeke, I think you should sit both Rashad White and Leonard Fournette this week. Okay. Um, that 49ers defense is no joke. No. They, they, they played the Lions, I believe. Not the Lions. The uh, Dolphins. The Dolphins. Yeah. Dolphins are not a great running team, I won't lie, but they are still a good offense. And they didn't do very good against the Niners. And the mm-hmm. Niners just have a very staunch defense. I wouldn't feel confident starting anybody against think, the Niners. I think staunch is a good word to they're no pushovers. They're not gonna maybe be as flashy as the Cowboys, mm-hmm. but they're not gonna let you score very many points. No. Um and I just don't feel confident, especially in this matchup. This matchup is really bad for running backs. And at the same time, it's a split backfield. There's no clear leader. You know, I don't like going into a bad matchup with a split backfield. Yeah. I think that's a recipe for disaster. One of them might blow up, but I think you have absolutely no way of figuring out who it is. Yeah, that is, um, that is it's going to be whoever scores a touchdown. That is under the condition that they get the backfield going. Yeah. Which is kind of unlikely, honestly. I don't, think, I don't think any of them – I should rephrase that. I don't think either of them are going to blow up. I think one of them might be serviceable because they score a touchdown. But yeah, that's you fair. can't predict which one it will be. That's fair. If I'm going to predict, I'm going to say it's Rashad White. Probably. Yeah. He seems to be the hot hand. They're just not running it in the goal zone as much as they are. Check. Tom Brady loves his checkdowns. Yeah. And so they do have a, I'd say they have a floor of probably six points. Yeah. As much as I hate to say it, yeah. Like, they're not going to be good this They're not going to be very reliable this week. I think you're looking at six points without a touchdown, 12 with a touchdown. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, My second sit is actually Devin Singletary. Oh, um, okay. And the reason here is <laughs> James Cook had more touches last week than Devin oh, Singletary. Okay, I like that reason. Um, the Jets' defense is good. The run defense is good from the Jets. Um, they're just a good all-around defense. Um, I think that 
they don't trust Devin Singletary, and that's pr- pretty clear just through they traded for Naheem Hines, mm-hmm. they drafted a running back, drafted James Cook, they drafted James Cook, right? And he's taken he's taken over some snaps from uh, Devin Singletary, but one of the important things is that James Cook is a better pass catcher than Devin Singletary. Yeah, undoubtedly. And when you're looking at Devil Sing- Devin Singletary, Devil Singletary, <laughs> I think part of his upside is that he does catch passes, and James Cook is taking that role. I don't. I think if you're going to start a running back in this matchup, you want to start James Cook. You yeah. don't want to start Devin Singletary. I'd agree. He's a little bit more exciting to me. Those are my sits uh, for yes. the week. Okie doke. My first sit of the week is James Conner. Same reason for what you had to say about Lenny and Rashad White. I just don't see the Cardinals' backfield getting getting going at all. Uh, brutal New England defense. Matthew Juna is absolutely eating it up. Just kind of a most sacks on the year. Dark horse defensive player of the year. I would For maybe real. I would maybe put money on him. Honestly, Michael Parsons is killing it. Yeah, too. I know a lot. And Sauce too. But it's going to be a bloodbath in the run game. It's going to be hard in the trenches. I think they're going to be looking for dink and dunks if they want to win. If Cliff Kingsbury can maybe make a competent coaching decision. Oh well. Second start of the uh, second sit of the week. Shout out to my friend Will Patty. It's going to be Justin Jefferson. Whoa, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna follow your advice. Yeah, don't follow my advice. But I'm just saying, Justin Jefferson will do nothing against Jeff Okuda. Okuda Island is in full effect. It's real. He's here. Get ready. And Jay Jettis ain't ready. I'm telling you, man. Um, this is just my confidence in the Lions secondary being able to cover Justin Jefferson as they were able to do so. They really did it in in spades last time that they had. Uh, their matchup, I believe it was in week three. Just they lost ch- that game, didn't they? They did, but they choked it away. And it was more so KJ Osborne's game than anything. But Yeah. Um, That's the thing. That's kind of what's underrated about the Vikings, I think, is that they're sneaky deep at wide receiver. Yeah, they, KJ Osborne is not He's not the average third-string wide receiver. No, he's not. If only they had Laquan Treadwell, then they would have been amazing. But they traded him away to the Saints, which sucks. Um, and my final sit is DJ Moore. Seahawks defense, desolate offense, need I say more. Honestly, the Panthers have been getting it done. Won three of their last five. They're not completely out yet, but the Panthers have been getting it done. Hey, don't sleep on Tariq Woolen. Do not sleep. I'm not sleeping on Tariq Woolen. I know that he's going to give DJ Moore a good challenge, and I think that the Panthers have honestly just been getting it done on the defensive side of the ball. So Yeah, I think, I think if my opinion with this game is I think that the Panthers' game plan going into this is just feed Chuba Hubbard and Deonta Foreman because they've seen what happened with Josh Jacobs when they gave him the ball against the Seahawks. And last week, yeah. the Seahawks gave up a bunch of yards. Let me see. It was against the Rams. Cam Akers had a big game. He did. Uh, and if Cam Akers is having a big game, I think you can probably... <laughs> you can count on maybe <laughs> Chuba Hubbard and Deonta Foreman yeah. having some sort of production. So I feel like I would trust those two more than DJ Moore going into this week. All right. Now, are you ready for this question that has been burning me up inside? Yeah. Let me lo- let me set the scene and then this okay. is this is going to be completely unbiased. So, so this is fantasy advice hotline basically. This literally is probably the most interesting fantasy situation that I have ever encountered really in my in my tenure. Okay, I like the sound of that. It's really fa- it's truly fascinating. I've never seen it's such a unique situation and Okay. this all has to do with with week 14 in the fantasy playoffs. Okay. So, in my league, yeah. the top 2 teams, the 1 and 2 seed are playing the 7 and 8 seed. 
Right. So there's an 18 playoff, no buy. There's an 18 play playoff, no buy. Now the seven and eight seed are one win ahead of the nine and the ten seed. Right. The nine and the ten seed, if there was a tiebreaker, are handedly ahead of the seven and eight seed. So they have more points for. Yes. They are better teams. They are more threatening right. teams. Now, they have a good chance, the 9 and 10 teams. They have good matchups this week. they still got to fight for it, but they still have a good chance to make the playoffs. However, the 1 and 2 seeds, if they lose, there's no difference. They're just going to be doing a repeat. Right. So what's happening now is that the 1 and 2 seeds are benching all of their good players, and they're throwing to have a more favorable matchup in the playoffs. So basically, what basically? Wait, I don't. So you said that if even if they lose, it doesn't change anything, right? It if they if they throw the game, that ensures that they will be playing the more favorable seven and eight seats, which are right now, which will go one game ahead. So why would them throwing change who they play against if if it's not changing? Their because seating? if they beat. The one, if the one and two seeds, which they would, they most likely would beat the seven and eight seeds. Right. That means that the more challenging nine and ten seeds, excuse me. <coughs> that means that the more challenging nine and ten seeds would move up to the seven and eight. So one and two are playing seven and eight. Right. Oh, gotcha. Right. Mm. So, but they're throwing, you know. So it's 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 such a unique and specific situation. It's just sent the entire the entire league into pandemonium. I don't think it's ever the. Hmm. I mean, who's the commissioner? The commissioner is the number two seed. That that really uh, changes things. I feel like for the league. Yes. Um, but I think as the commissioner, co-commissioner with you of the Chapman League, if that was happening, like I would probably not give them any money if they won really and why is that uh just because like in the spirit of like fantasy football like put it this way okay like in a dynasty league in a dynasty league there's a reason that like instead of going by standings at the end of the year you go by points four like max points four right so basically for if i was to explain that it's like instead of your record at the end of the year Mm-hmm. You go off instead based off of the maximum points you could have scored if you'd set your lineup perfectly every single week. Um, and the reason you go off of max points four instead of uh, your oh. oh, we have a caller. <laughs> okay. Hello? I wonder who this could be. Hello? Is the phone on? All right, we're get we're having some difficulties with the the phone here. Yeah. Can you hear? No, it's not working. I think you have to click the button first. I did. And didn't work. That's so weird. Here, let me let me give it a shot here. All right. Caller, caller, call again. I'll I'll keep I'll keep explaining. Uh, in the I'll, meantime, I'll keep explaining what I'm saying. So basically, like, you go off of max points for instead of standing, because that ensures that even if a team doesn't set their lineup the better team is always going to have a worse pick in the next year's draft, if that makes sense. So, no, so you can, under that, under that rule, you can 
not set your lineup the entire year and just throw the entire year. Right. But you won't get a good pick because of it. And right. that's and it it means more in dynasty because you if you throw one year instead of just like doing it for money, you're doing it uh for the rookie draft. Right. Right? Like it's the future. Um so that's part of the reasoning I would say. Um also like just like the spirit of fantasy football, I think you should play to win every week. Um Right, but the argument is that if you're playing to win, it'd be more favorable for them to have a better matchup if for them to maximize their winning potential. If you're the one and two seed and you're really scared of the... Here, I'll take care of the phone. If you're the one and two seed and you're really scared of the 10 and 9 seed, I think you should evaluate how good your team really is. Hello? Is the phone even connected? I don't know. I don't think it is. It's, I think it might be one of my friends. So call, call get me. them, get them to call you personally. Call me. The phone is. We I'm won't so have. Sorry, we won't be able it. to have them online on the line, but we will. Um, I can. I can turn on the third microphone and okay. have them and have them talk. This is gonna be jank, but it's gonna be jank. I so hear the, whoever the is calling, call me. All right, we got it. Turn on my. Turn on the third microphone. All right, caller, you're on the air. Please introduce yourself and your position. Hello, my name is Carson. Uh, for those of you not aware, I am the commissioner and the 2C that he's referring to right now. Oh. So I would like to argue my defense, you know, justify my point of view and why okay. the actions I am. Let's yeah. hear it. All right, first of all, I have more wins than you. Fuck you. <laughs> I can do what the fuck I want. It's my lineup, my fucking choice, bitch. <laughs> Look, if you, if you really want to care about making the playoffs, why didn't you win more games? Why didn't you beat me? Listen. Why did you lose to Andrew last week? This isn't this isn't a necessarily this sounds really personal. This sounds really per- We're getting oh. another phone call. Okay, you got to get in line, hey, I think. No, you're you're going to have to get in line, caller. We're not I'm we're not putting you on hold. I'm the most important person in this story. You are the most important person in the story. Yes, cuz you're the commissioner. There's the I, most there's the most plot lines here. I feel like me being commissioner is irrelevant cuz like it's not like I'm using my commissioner powers to like No, I yes. I'm just I'm doing this as a member of the league. I would say it's it's concerning that the commissioner is tanking a game and not setting their lineup. I would say that's pretty concerning. Why is it concerning? Like, it's, it's, in my best tr- it's in my best... I think as the commissioner, as, as the commissioner, it's like, it's your job to like, be, I don't know, trying to win games and like, set a standard for like, what you want in your league. And if like, if you are I, okay I with... games already. I'm in the playoffs. I don't need to win more games. Well, you obviously do. That's why you're trying to tank so you get a better matchup, right? Uh, I mean, maybe it's a better matchup. Also, maybe I just want to spite Klein because he called my selection of Saquon Barkley in round two borderline laughable. Hey, I, I took, <laughs> I took, <laughs> I took, I took Saqu- bl- that's a big blunder on my part. I took Saquon in round two as well. So we're winners yeah. together. We're, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even care that he was wrong. I still got to spite him. <laughs> Listen, I think that that's like even worse <laughs> than doing it for like a real reason. Yeah. I just think that. Um, I don't, I mean, personally, I, I don't think there's any question in terms of the league. Do you think that it's legal? Well, I, I just think like, I mean, it's, I'm going to set an actual lineup. I'm not like, as long, I feel like as long as I don't just like bench my whole team, just have a, well, you're, zero, you're man. starting Davis bad. Mills instead of Josh Allen. 
Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous, dude. That's ridiculous. Okay, you know, I think that I think the Cowboys' defense is a little bit overrated. I think Davis <laughs> is kind of the, the Cowboys' I'm defense. Not justify I'm not going to act like you know. I am acting my worst self-interest, but it's for one week. It's for my self-interest in the playoffs, and I so, feel like I've no, I've earned the right. So what I'm like being the two seed to be able to influence. If you're really the two seed, like if you're really confident in like your ability to win games, then why are you like scared of the nine and ten seed? Is all I'm saying. Like why are you? I mean, shit happens. Shit happens, man. Like this is fantasy football. Like garbage time touchdowns, like mid game injuries, like Josh (laughs) Allen can come out play one, like trip on a banana peel and get a concussion. Yeah, but that can happen in any game. Right. Like that doesn't necessarily apply to this week. I'm playing the odds. It could. It could fail. Like. I, I could end up playing another team that I tank for, and they put up like 150. You know, it's ha- it's happens. Like I played the I played the worst team in the league in the Sacco for last place, and they put up the most points in the league that week after not winning a single game the re- the whole year. Right, but that was under it's the impression. That's just kind of a little. That's a little bit of conjecture there because it's, yeah. it's you're kind of detracting from the main point. And like, I just think that it's not really in good fantasy I'm, faith. You're not really setting a good example, honestly. Like, I think. I also have an issue with the control. This is a church league. I'm not saying it's a church league. I'm just saying this. We're not a user. We're a friend group. Like I, you know, no, I, game. I think you should. More. I think you should like fantasy football. Ideally, like in the spirit of fantasy football, you should just be like setting your lineup to win every single week. Like right. you shouldn't be. That's the point of the game. That's that's your opinion. Like and then like if you want to do that, awesome. I have a different opinion. And like if if you want your league to be just like this cutthroat like just do whatever it takes to win, I guess. Like, you can do that. Like, it's your league. You're the commissioner. Um, I think most I mean, other... It's not just me used that. Like, I think most other business commissioners... Business not taking, but other stuff that is frowned upon, le- but legal. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I think most... Like, if you ask, like, most other, like, commissioners of, like, fantasy leagues, like, they'd probably, like, say it was, that's kind of, like, not what you would do. You know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. This is America. Uh, I know there's some other callers waiting. Yeah, so, we gotta. You know, we actually. I've argued my point. Klein, best of luck this week against someone who has like two empty spots. But let's not worry about that. Whatever. Bye. We'll still we'll still figure this out. All right. Well, um, you got the next caller. Yeah, I can I can get this. How many callers do we have in line? I think I think Lorkin. Lorkin was trying to call me. Okay. Lorkin, if you're listening, I'll give I'll give him a call. Actually. Okay. Lorkin, now this is an interesting dynamic. Is, is he the eight? He's the eight seed. So I want to hear his perspective now. Here we go. Lorkin, you're on the air. Oh wait, he hung up. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna call him one more time. I just had him, and now he's gone. Lorkin, can you hear me? Am I? Am I? Am I on? Yeah, you're on the air. Say hi to everybody. Introduce yourself uh, and your position. Uh, you have to check my AirPods. All right. Take your time. All right. So, Lorcan, oh, introduce yourself you, and what your position is. Did you, wait, did you, get, did you just get rid of Carson? Yeah, no, he hung up in a fit of rage. <laughs> All right, so I'm the number eight right now, and uh, next week I'll still be the number eight <laughs> um, just because I'm guaranteed to win this week, which is awesome. And I think it's completely fine. If NFL teams can do it, if real pro teams can do it, why can't we do it? See, like... That's the first question. That, that, that's the reason there's, like, a trade deadline. Wait, one second. Let me turn my volume. What? He said that's the reason there's a trade deadline. And also, like, the teams that do that... i correlation with the trade the, deadline. The, well, the, the reason 
the reason the trade deadline basically stops you from like doing things to destroy like your roster to lose a game. Um, oh, are you talking about like real sports or? Fantasy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the 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 fantasy trade deadline is the same thing, right? Like that's why you can't. Well, we, we just don't have a trade deadline in our league. In your league, you don't have a trade deadline. No. We do not. Okay, so like, has in your league in the playoffs, someone loses in the playoffs, is their roster uh-huh. locked? Or can uh, they just trade all their good players to the next person? Well, the roster's not locked, but if there's a trade like that, we would veto it. We would veto it. Most things go to a vote. So, so okay. So how do you decide, like, like whether a person really is, like, tanking right or as as trying to do it in their own best interest exactly and that's the that's like the big that's the big conjecture argument that they're they're pushing i think that when you see in like the nfl like you're comparing it to the nfl like the teams that most often just like tank are the ones that are going for it's like what i was saying earlier with like a um in dynasty like fantasy football or in like the real nfl like you tank by like trading all your good players away Mm mm-hmm well, not necessarily. Well, that that is how you tank in the NFL. You trade all your good no, players away not, for picks. I mean, you can just not win games. That's well. That, no. Tanking. So what I'm saying is like You're trading all your players away is when you trade them and you get compensation back, and that's called rebuilding. Well, so rebuild at the very least. So if you if you traded all your good players away for picks, okay, and yes. you lost all well, your we games, don't have picks, so like that argument you can't really just make. If you, it's not, it's not, just a, hear me out. Uh, just hear me out. Yeah. Plus, you, me out. plus you, you, I'm talking about an NFL team, right, which I'm is what you, which team. is what you wanted in the first place. So we're following your, your hypothetical. You're following here. my thing. But the thing is you can still relate my situation with NFL teams losing on purpose to fantasy, but you can't relate it with draft picks. All right. Well, that just has you no still, place. you still haven't, so, let, you still haven't let Finn go. So, so then it doesn't work because that's why they lose games. Right. It's you like, lose you lose games to get a better draft pick. You don't lose games just to lose games, right? Like, or to get better playoff position. It's like you lose games for. In 2019, the Colts lost a game on purpose so they could play a weaker seed. Yeah, and they uh, got they got fined to oblivion, if I remember right. Yes, they got they got fined. It was a really big it was a really big controversy. And I know the example that you brought up, and I I understand where you're coming from. The but... NFL commissioner decided that was <laughs> against the rules. <laughs> Right. So, but you're, but okay, in okay. this in this scenario in this scenario you're it's like the NFL commissioner like put a bet, put a bet right, on like them losing that game. He has monetary value to yeah. gain by doing this. So it's like the commissioner of the NFL put a bet on the Colts losing that game. That's like the scenario that you have in, in your league. Right. Like, and you understand the problem with that? No, I still I still really don't because. It's only becoming an issue right now because there's just because that they're not going to make the playoffs because of it. You could make like so many other arguments to where their team went wrong and wherever their record, like what their record holds, wherever that went wrong. And now it's making an issue because of like what, whatever's happening right now is one as one point to start. Yeah, I mean that's um, fair. Yeah, it's it's a fair point, but. It's just, it, I, I guess it's it's only come up. It, it, to be fair, it's never ever come up ever. You know, a team purposely. Well, I, mean, you just, I mean, you also just have to appreciate how rare this situation is. I like, I know, right? Like, like how the nine what and ten fucking chances? Fucking scary teams, or actually, I mean, your team is kind of mid, Ryan. But like, shut up. Um, Wizzy's team is pretty. Yeah, Wizzy's team is really good. I don't know if I can swear on your show. No, you yeah, can you swear. Can swear. Okay, bet. Yeah, Wizzy's team, Wizzy's team is. Well, I mean, have you said Wizzy's team is fucking scary? I yeah, mean, he is Jacobs, Etn, CD Lamb, George Kittle, um, 
and it's like one other really good receiver, but he's fucking five and eight for some reason. I know. So, I'm, it's it's just kind of like, how it goes. It's such a it's such a fascinating scenario. And like to be fair, we've never had to talk about it like this because there's never ever been an incentive to tank, really in in our league's history. At least I'm sure it's popped up a few times, but. I think it just demands a bit of attention right now. And yes, it's causing an issue, but it's causing an issue only because it's relevant. And it being relevant absolutely has to do with us making the playoffs and you staying in the playoffs. But I guess yeah. it guess I guess it just has to go down to the spirit and the sportsmanship of the game, perhaps. I yeah, but well, the, the, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I, Ryan. I was honestly trying to think about like how I would feel. If it was me and you or Wizzy shoes, and I mean, I would be like pissed off as fuck, but I would at the core of it, I still feel like I would accept it because I feel like it's smart. I mean, I guess. It's, well, I because I, mean, just... I, I personally love it because like it shows like how intense the league is because we're going like outside of things to figure out ways for us to like both cooperate and work to win. That's called collusion. I don't, that's just, I don't think you saw that's, that's, this, but outside of this, because um, Carson and I made trades that benefited each other in the sh- in the short and long term. Because I traded away Kenneth Walker, right, and, and I saw that one. Um, Jalen Waddle for Saquon and uh, T. Higgins, so I could have two startable people for this week. Right, so you um, could have won at least had a chance to win your matchup last week. Which you should you should have beaten Danny first and foremost. I should have beaten Ginger, and you should have beaten Danny. But it just it just, everything went so horribly wrong for this scenario to happen. So, so yeah, up by like forty, and then Kenneth Walker and yeah, Jim Waller just decided to not play. What you said about like the first and second seed working together with the nine and ten seed, or not the nine, the eight and seven seed, like that's another yeah. thing. Like that's just collusion. You know what I mean? Like that's. Right. Like, I don't think that's collusion. How is how is that not collusion? Tell, like let uh, me because like because in my head I feel like collusion is giving um, somebody else an advantage in fantasy football for something else um, outside. In this way, it's more just two teams working together to both increase their odds of winning because it's mutually beneficial. Whenever I think of um, collusion, it's only benefiting one side in fantasy football and one side and outside. That, that's side not what collusion is. In, like, in life, right? Like, like, like it's twenty bucks or something. Right? Like that is that is a true thing, and that's illegal. Like actually illegal. Like that's not good betting. But well, I, I mean, yeah, I would not, I would not stand for that. Like, right? If there was an example like that, I would have like no like like uh, mercy for something like that. Right. I but th- I guess it's just the question of what we are defining this case as that. I think, I think and it's, that's where I think we're just like, it's going to be like a really hard middle ground that we're not going to be able to find something off of. If I think that it's honestly just like cool that you can work, like work the system and work outside of it to win even by like without doing anything illegal. Yeah. Can, All I, right. can I just say like, like one thing about this? Yeah. And then will Patty, will Patty's up next. So we'll, we'll leave you Lorcan after this point. So, so no, that's true. So I'll, I'll say one thing, which is that like, I don't think it matters, which is, I don't think it matters like anything we say here because the commissioner benefits from this. Right. right. And the commissioner has the final well, say. I'm just, I want to say this, like the commissioner role kind of means jack shit uh, in our league. Like, I like commissioner. It's literally just like the person who like sets up whenever we draft and like just kind of like runs that. Like, I mean, I bet Carson's listening to it right now. Like, yeah, he already called in. He shared his two cents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I do not think that 
any if it was somebody else being commissioner that they would either say yes or no and we would accept whatever they said and just be like no dude like shut the fuck up because this league has been going on for so long like pretty much everybody has an equal voice so um, unless you're like danny i'm in, but, i'm interested know. i'm interested to hear like there's six teams that are involved in this right that oh, like yeah. either benefit or don't benefit but what about yes. the other six teams like the other six teams, like, what do they think? That was. I think the, that's way more important. That was one of the proposed solutions, like whether so, or not this should well, be allowed. The, the thing was, the thing with that was that we got into after that was that other teams can still like their their answers can still be influenced by the situation because teams and like like the losers bracket could don't want to play want, us. Yeah, want the uh, excuse me the nine and ten to go up, but then teams in the winners bracket would want the seven and eight to stay. Even though my team's full of fucking dogs, and I don't know why people are like saying that. Yeah. Like, I'm probably not going to win this week. It's a good point to leave off on, and with with that, we'll let Will Patty on the line. I'll give him a call. Lorkin, thank you so much for calling in. Of course, Ryan. I mean, it's pretty fun. It's pretty late in Madison right now, so I got to go to bed. Yeah, I know. Good night to all those in Madison. Let's give a call over to Evanston, Illinois. Here, thanks, Lorkin. Right, see you, Ryan. See ya. Peace. Wow. So who's this person that's coming on? This is the one seed. Wow, okay. This so is... we're not getting a neutral perspective. No. I don't think there's any such thing as a neutral perspective. Well, I'd say a neutral perspective would be the 12th seed. Yeah. All right, hold on. Here it goes. Like, I want to hear the opinion of whoever's in last place. Yeah. Does not serve to benefit. Like, uh, he's Preston. I can call Preston later. Hello? Will Patty, you're on the air. Please introduce Hello. yourself. Mr. Mr. Ryan Klein, Mr. Finn, how are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Doing well. Doing well. Yep. Okay, uh, my name is Will. I am uh, currently the one seed in the league. And Congrats. I am uh, actively benching, my, uh, benching certain players in order to increase my chances of losing this week. What I'm doing. Okay, what do you have to say for yourself? Like, what's, okay, yeah. so, um, so here's how I see it. Um, feel free to correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong or if you have any disagreements necessarily. Sure. But what, what is the goal of fantasy football? What is the goal of this competition? Finn, what do you have to say? The goal of fantasy football is to win. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, w- to win the championship, right? Yeah. I want to be the champion this yeah. year, right? Yeah. Um, is the goal to win week eight? Uh, no. Is the goal to win week 14? No. No. The goal, the goal isn't to win any individual week of fantasy football. The goal is to win the entire league itself. So by forcing me to make a decision that is inoptimal for my chances of winning fantasy football league itself is anti-competitive in my opinion. All I am doing, I am staying within the bounds of my thing. I have never I have never done a collusive agreement with Carson to bench all of my players. And I'm trying to maximize my odds of winning the entire league itself, which is the goal and the spirit of fantasy football. That is what fantasy football is. It's winning the championship and nothing else. So my, I've got a question for you. Okay, I've got a question for yes. you. Would you consider fantasy football gambling? Would I consider it gambling? Yeah. Um, like in that, insofar as like you're putting money into it to like potentially yeah. you're, you're risking you're, money. You're yeah, insofar you're as you're risking money, money yeah. So if you, if you were doing this in, like, let's say a card game, like you're at a casino, right? And, like, you have this, you have this mutual, mutually beneficial agreement with another player. 
in order to do one thing? Do you think like okay, that would fly okay, at no, a no, casino? No, no, I have to stop you there because well, there's on. no there's no agreement between me and Carson. Answer there's the no answer the question. Answer okay, the question. just yeah, just like do, answer the question. Do you dude. think yes. that would fly? If at you a had a mutually beneficial agreement with somebody, that would be bad. However, Carson and I do not have an agreement. It's not about it's no, 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 no. It's not about you and Carson. We're talking about you and whoever you're playing right now because you guys both have a. Oh mutual... yeah, no, I have I have not talked to Ordal about this at all. Well, but there's it's, no agreement between me and the mute you by by benching your players that had already established a mutuality between you two because you scratch my back i scratch yours you know what i'm saying no it, it, it doesn't it doesn't at all um because i'm taking an action only for my benefit i'm only considering myself in this the fact that ordles benefit from this has nothing to do with my decision well, i don't care if ordle get, but gets benefited that from doesn't this. that doesn't necessarily detract from the fact that it is helping will or tell and you know keeping me and wizzy out of the playoffs it is a lot of yes. gravity to the situation you know Yes, I agree. I'm doing something in order to maximize my odds of winning winning champion. However, if I if I agreed with you and I, I started all of my good players, that would uh, simultaneously be decreasing Ordle's chances of winning. That's true, but that's that's the point of the game, though, is to decrease your opponents. Uh... I I think so. Here's here's like the main like way of looking at this, right? Like in my opinion, like if you're breaking it down like to like the core of what it is. In, like, sports, in, like, any game, basically. Any game, like, I don't know, some board games, maybe not. But, like, in, in sports, in fantasy football, in a lot of different things, like, the, like, morally right thing to do is to, like, take positive action. And positive action is, like, scoring a goal, you know. Or, like, in fantasy football, positive action is scoring a lot of fantasy points. Whereas, like, what you are doing is more equivalent to breaking another player's leg, like, on the other team. Like, if you get what I'm saying. Like, that's, you're taking a negative action to increase your odds. Like, that's not you're, not, you're not increasing your odds by playing better. You're increasing your odds by hurting the other person's chances. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Um, yeah, I get what you're saying. So, um, so, uh... Let me let me ask you a question then. Sure. Um, let's say that you go out. Let's say that you have a lot of short-term value on your team, right? Yeah. Um, you could start all that short-term value and maximize your odds of winning the current week. However, instead, you go out and trade it for, for instance, Jamar Chase, who's injured for like six weeks at a time in the middle of the season or something, because yeah. you wanna you wanna maximize your odds of winning in the long run. Okay. Is yeah. that is that um is that an immoral action to take? No, but so it, that that's not the same at all. That's not the same at all because you're not taking any negative action towards another player. Yes, you're increasing your victory odds in the yeah, long you are, term. You're, you're increasing the odds of your of your um. You're increasing your odds of your opponent beating you that week, which could very very well affect the playoff outcome. That's still so, not. But that's not the intention not of what you're doing. Yeah, that's still not deliberate negative. Intention. So so the difference there is the intention of what you're doing, is you want Jamar Chase, whereas the intention yes. of what you're doing in this, is the equivalent of like. You trade for Jamar Chase so you can lose that week. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like that's not that's not the same thing because the intention is different. Um. So if I traded for Jamar Chase with the intention to lose that week, then that would be bad. That would be bad. That would be bad. Why? Because that's tanking. You're tanking. You're you're breaking a leg. You know. You're okay. You're... Well, now we're now we're back to the the fundamental question of whether tanking is immoral. Well, tank. Like I think like. It's pretty. We already covered this. Like yeah. it's pretty. It's pretty shitty. No, no offense, but like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. still it's still legal. But I, I, I think I think when you like, 
in a one-year league, like, tanking is, like, kind of... If you're playing, like, Keeper or Dynasty, like, tanking is fine yeah. if you trade away all your players to, like, be a bad team. But you get a better pick. Yeah, but, like, in a one-year league where it's, like, you redraft, like, there's no consequences at the end of the year for tanking. Like, it's just, like... I think it's immoral, I guess, is, like, the way I would put it. But. Yeah. It's still legal, but it's it's just just not it's not good. It's just bad sportsmanship, in my opinion. I, I just want to know what the what the 12th seed thinks about this. Like, the person who has Bill, absolutely like, no Yeah, so um, there's a 12th seed and an 11th seed, and one disagrees and one agrees with it, so. Well, what, no, no, no. Preston, he's not necessarily agreeing or disagreeing. Preston said that it's horrible sportsmanship, but he still thinks it's allowed. We're not we're not discussing I guess it's we're not discussing the legality so, necessarily but so it's it's more so just like if the 11th if the 11 and 12th seed voted on it it would be split is what you're saying. Yes, if they voted on whether it should be allowed in the league it would be split. That's interesting. Right. Well, um, there's yeah, there's also like uh I mean I guess everybody in the playoffs is like kind of an In fact, even the even the 12 and 11 seed are kind of interested parties because it depends on who's going to make the losers bracket aka who's going to lose the league aka who's going to have to do the punishment. Um, yeah, that's like probably the least. Everybody's kind investment. of an interested party in this, so it's really hard to say that like there's no, no uninterested parties. But I'd say that's like the least investment, right? Because I mean they have no shot at money or winning any monetary value, and there's no. Yeah. So I think I, we we are five minutes over. Thank you for calling, Will. But oh my god, we are. I think, oh yeah, of course. I think that going forward, I I I don't know if it's necessarily. We definitely have to vote on whether or not it's legal, but I guess it's just asking yourself, Will Patty, like, are you really okay with taking a negative action against another person for the pursuit of monetary value and the pursuit of victory in a one-year league? Um, okay, I'll be honest. I actually do feel bad about it. I, I don't like the fact that I'm doing this. However, I can't justify it. And there's a lot of people who feel really, really bad when they say gay people and stuff. Um, but if there's no justification for them, then they really shouldn't be doing that. So, um Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> that yeah. That I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where you just went. Uh, with that, I guess, uh, gay people, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, that's all we have to say about this agreement. Um, Will Patty, we'll, we'll talk later. I wanna I wanna give you a real good scolding, but um, anyways, it's it's great to hear. For you. those who don't know, Ryan is. The, I am the nine. Seed. The nine seed. So he's I am the nine very seed. invested. In I am very very invested. Yeah, no, thanks for calling in, Will. I hope to hear from you soon, and I'll see you, uh, I'll see you Sunday. See ya. All right, see ya. Whew. All right. What did I say? Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. We're over by, like, five minutes. Yeah. So this was a great episode. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for calling, guys. Um, this was this has been weighing heavy on my mind. Finn, I think you made some excellent points. Yeah. Way to just fucking handle it. I'm, that's really good. I think the, the most fair way of deciding that would to be get, like, to get people who are not in the league at all like get like like 10 people who aren't in the league mm-hmm. or like an odd number of people who aren't in the league and have them vote on it right and we have and they, we, we they could vote, do that they voted against it I, I mean i talked to my dad he said he's not for it my well, dad fantasy yeah. veteran he doesn't know i explained the exact way that i did to you but i think that's the most fair way to do it and if they agree disagree with that then i think it's that's kind of that, fucked up that's a little fucked up so we'll take action we'll the, the commissioner can always just make the best lineup. So we'll update you next week, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, this has been Good News, Bad News, More News Sports. Stay tuned for Same Wavelength Radio. This has been GBMS, taking your fantasy team to next levels. Who are you? I'm Ryan, the permanent guest. I'm Finn is fine. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.